Hey everyone, welcome back to the Holistic Navigator Podcast, where we believe in the body's capacity for self-healing if it's given the proper nutrients and care it deserves. My name is Brian Strickland, I'm the producer of the show, and here with me in the studio, as always, is your host, Ed Jones. Ed's flying solo today, but he wanted to talk about something that affects nearly 44 million people worldwide, and that's osteoporosis. Once you hit the age 50, osteoporosis becomes a major concern for many people. And so Ed wanted to break down why it occurs, what can be done about it, and bring some information that you may not hear anywhere else. And of course, plenty of natural options and steps that you can take practically to help support a healthy skeletal system. We have a ton of information to cover today. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Let me go ahead and pass it off to our host, Mr. Ed Jones. Welcome, everyone, to The Holistic Navigator. This is your host, Ed Jones, and we are over 100 episodes of something that I'm near and dear to my heart, which is to empower you, the listeners, with many, many topics for your health, things and information that you may not and probably are not getting from your normal sources of information. Well, today we're going to talk about something that I've had on my list for quite some time, and it is on the topic of osteoporosis. This is a very serious concern for a lot of uh, people past the age of 50, In fact, about 44 million women and men, some men, have osteoporosis that at some point could cause a fracture. And that is something that's very serious. Well, before we begin, I want to say fact number one, and you're going to hear things here on the Holistic Navigator, that certainly is not the headline mainstream uh, type of information that you're probably going to read on WebMD and all the things you may Google. And reason is, is because follow the money trail. Anytime there's a very, very profitable treatment, you seem the truth gets lost in the fog of profits. It just simply does. And the medical inertia that goes on is pretty hard to divert into anything else. Well, fact number one, is that osteoporosis and osteopenia are not really true diseases any more than decaying teeth are a disease. We can call it something, it's perfectly fine, but it isn't just happening on its own. There are reasons, and most of those reasons are not bad luck and they're not bad genes. They're simply a lifestyle that has created this disturbance. And it's not always the fault of the individual because we simply, uh, a lot of information is being censored. And when you go to the people you're supposedly trust with your health, they are also in a broken system that they really don't even realize that what's going on within their own world. So they're just learning and learning and re-spouting out everything that they're learning, which still comes from the same kind of broken system. So one, fact number one, again, osteoporosis is not a disease. And it's certainly, secondly, not a calcium deficiency. We got to remember that bones are living tissue. They're not pieces of rock. And they're made up of two different cells in the bones called osteoclast and osteoblast. Well, one of those, the osteoblast, is the one that makes new bone, and osteoclast degrades the old bone. 
And when you go and you're especially a woman and you're past 50, you go in to get a regular exam and the doc says, I want to do a DEXA or an osteoporosis scan. What you're going to get back is something called a T-score. And what a T-score is, is going to tell how much higher or lower your bone mass is compared to a 30-year-old. If it's a minus one and above, it's normal. Minus one to minus 2.5 is osteopenia, which is uh, not brittle bone yet, but you're losing bone mass. And then minus 2.5 is full-blown osteoporosis. And, you know, I don't know, most of us who've had older relatives in our life, we have seen with our own eyes very starkly, the risk of death is fairly substantial when an older person breaks their hip. Why is that? It's really not because of the break. It's because of the fact that they're immobile increases the risk of pneumonia and also, of course, restricts the lungs, reduces digestion. Depression is a huge factor because in one single second, their whole life has just been turned upside down. And the one major point I want to keep uh, reiterating here is that this is preventable in almost all cases. There is windows of opportunity for this prevention and also windows of opportunity to help address this bone loss. But those windows can close at a certain point. So I encourage people, you can't wait till the hip is broken to start this. This is a true, true preventative program. And I'm going to tell you the three steps that is necessary for you to check off the box that I'm not going to probably have to worry about osteoporosis. And we're going to do it with, of course, advice that won't include some of the risky drugs that are being recommended. Now, we'll say at this point, I'm not giving medical advice. I encourage you to find healthcare practitioners that you trust and are also are familiar with more in their toolbox than what just came from their medical teachings. And uh, the term functional medicine is one I really appreciate. In fact, I've uh, had a great interview on The Holistic Navigator with Dr. Pucci and a couple other physicians who are functional medicine uh, practitioners. I encourage you to listen. If you really want to actually connect with a physician or learn what this practice is, go to The Holistic Navigator and look up Dr. Pucci on functional medicine. All right. What are the causes, the true causes of osteoporosis? You go to most of the traditional people who are speaking to you, and they're usually going to probably throw out half of them will say, you know, genes play a role in it, a little bit of bad luck, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They don't really delve into it. And that's where I love functional medicine. Functional medicine asks why, and traditional medicine asks what. I want to know the why of something. That's how we fix it. So what are the four causes of bone loss? One, steroids. Huh, here we go back to... The medical model of super prescribers. You go in, you have anything going on, 80% of all visits to the doctor are going to end with a steroid or an antibiotic uh, recommendation with a prescription. <clears throat> Those are can be devastating. Short run, not a big deal. Long run, they are devastating to bone loss if you get prednisone or cortisone. Basically is corrosive to your bones. Well, guess what? When you're under chronic stress, year in and year out, your body produces something that is its own steroid. It's called cortisol. 
comes from the adrenal glands. In fact, we had a great podcast on adrenal fatigue, which is people who have the opposite. They've been under stress for so long that they can't make the right amount of cortisol. And you can certainly listen to that on the, the Holistic Navigator. If you just Google um, uh, adrenal fatigue and the Holistic Navigator, it pops right up. So when you make your own steroids, it contributes to bone loss. What do we do about that? Of course, there's uh, 10,000 different ideas on how do we manage our stress levels. One is we need to improve our sleep. And that is, again, one of my chapters if you want to delve into that. But without sleep, you're making way too much of your own steroid. Third, PPIs, proton pump inhibitors. Those are the fancy drugs that reduce heartburn and reflux. Wonderful drugs for two weeks. That's it. It's even a warning on the box that you should not take it longer. Why is that? It inhibits the absorption of minerals. Well, as we all know, bones are consist, a lot of it is in minerals, not vitamins, not fatty acids, not anything else. It's straight minerals. And PPIs will uh, decrease that absorption rate significantly. I do have a podcast on GERD, G-E-R-D, that helps people get off of these because it's a weaning process that probably can take three to four months because your body is addicted to them. Fourthly, antidepressants increase the risk of osteoporosis. So really and truly, we're talking about drug after drug after drug. And I constantly say I weigh risk against benefit of most things in my life, but especially nutrients and and also drugs. And many of the drugs simply have too high of a risk for the benefit. And lastly is bariatric surgery for weight loss, because that inhibits the ability sometimes of absorption and intake. Uh, If you don't do the right supplementation, you are doomed to osteoporosis. So we've covered the number one reason, basically drugs. Two is lack of weight-bearing exercise. And I'm going to speak more about a tip that I developed many, many years ago, probably 20-plus years, on how how I have an easy option for men and women to solve this without having to go to the gym. I'm going to hold that till just a little bit later. Third, nutritional issues. Again, I'll repeat, osteoporosis is not a deficiency of calcium. One reason that logically you can see this is because when you study the diets of the countries all over the world, the people who have the highest level of calcium consumption with foods and supplements also seem to have the higher levels of osteoporosis. Many of the countries that actually don't consume dairy, they are beating us all the way around on this level. So there's so much more to this equation than calcium. And I'm going to get into the details to help you uh, through the fog of this. It's not that difficult, people, but it's very, very important that you create the synergy and the balance between several nutrients or else it's actually going to do you harm. Fourth is the diet. You know, we have um, many ideas on diets, but if you have the wrong diet, especially one of processed foods, heavy, heavy loaded with carbohydrates. Those are the things that create acidity in the body. Well, guess what acidity does? It pretty much melts bone away. We need to have a pH, which is more neutral or at least getting close to that. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a second on how we can do this with supplementation and choosing the right foods. Guess what? Too much calcium 
uh, can cause a real disturbance too, believe it or not, because the, all those years of people talking to me when they said their doctor said, I need 1,200 to 1,500 milligrams of calcium a day. And I said, along with what else? Uh, nothing. He just said, get 1,200 milligrams of calcium. Well, guess what that does? At research is very, very clear. Increases the risk of kidney stones. And a lot of the arterial plaque is made of calcium, and that's calcification within the arteries. It actually increases uh, heart attack risk by about 20% if it's calcium by itself in large amounts. You know, we get a lot of that from milk and antacids. People who eat Tums for their heartburn are ODing on calcium. Again, going to the wrong places, causing a lot of negative things. Before I get into the specifics of the three steps, again, to help you with this issue, we got to talk about what you will be told at the physician's office. There's a drug classification called bisphosphonates. We all know probably the number one drug, which was invented in 19 or introduced in 1995, and it was Fosamax. When Fosamax was first brought to market as an osteoporosis drug, it didn't do very well in physician's offices. Well, the, there's not any smarter business people for profits than the pharmaceutical industry. So guess what they did? They started giving away scanning equipment in medical offices. Well, all of a sudden, and certainly even before this, the pharmaceutical companies realize that fear sells better than any method on earth. We certainly have seen that through the uh, epidemic we've gone through, how people have just caved in and they've quit thinking on themselves and they put their trust into into a, uh, a past of government and other officials that have a very checkered uh, history that we shouldn't trust. And so Fosamax was brought to market. They put these machines in the medical offices. All of a sudden, sales soared. Why? Because all of a sudden, they were testing women, and the woman would, the doc would say, you're at risk for osteoporosis. If you break a hip, you have about a 30% chance of dying. Well, that's a pretty much scary for anyone to hear. And, of course, the patient says, what do we do about it? And they say, well, we have this wonderful drug. Uh, but you know what? That is not a wonderful drug, including its relatives, all of which are bisphosphonates. And what those drugs do is they slow down the process of how old bone is being removed. When you take, when you don't take a bisphosphonate, you, you hope to have a balance between new bone growth and old bone decaying away. Well, with bisphosphonates, you, the body's allowing the old bone to remain and hopefully building some new bone with whatever other methods uh, that is being worked on. But one tip uh, you have to have to have to keep remembering is that the golden my golden sentence for this is bone quality is far more important than your score, because what bisphosphonates do is actually build bigger bone. They do. Your T-score will improve with bisphosphonates. But the truth is they build brittle bone. In fact, the the British Medical Journal, which is one of the most respected, peer-reviewed medical journals, and it's been out since 1840, and they did a meta-analysis of no fewer than 33 studies that was published in the British Medical Journal, and it said bisphosphonates are a class of osteoporosis drugs like Beneva and Fosamax and Reclast, and uh, it has to do, of course, with remodeling of the bone. Well... The mainstream medicine 
is overdiagnosing and overmedicating. And despite the f- very, very real dangers of taking bisphosphonates, uh, they just keep expanding the criteria of how osteoporosis is diagnosed through these machines and putting people on more of these drugs. And in fact, the British Medical Journal uh, put actual numbers to the crude approach. It said that their analysis indicates it would take 175 postmenopausal women with bone fragility must be treated for three years to prevent one fracture. 175 women must be taking this drug that's risky to prevent one hip fracture. Isn't that amazing? And isn't it sad? And the thing is, the bisphosphonates are associated with so many gastrointestinal problems and nausea, indigestion. Uh, But one of the most debilitating side effects is the necrosis of the jawbone, which means the jawbone basically melts away. And I tell people constantly when I talk to them about this, I know it doesn't sound like as major as it is. If your jawbone melts away, your life is over. It pretty much is. You can't eat. You have constant pain. You're having tons of symptoms, and it cannot, cannot be fixed. And it's simply disgraceful that it's altering the lives of people. And that's just the truth of it, and that's something that we have to – you can look into, and there's no controversy about it. And uh, so what do we do? We decide, okay, I'm concerned about bisphosphonates. I'm going to look for alternative And that is why we are here, obviously. Well, the three-step plan that I have seen and observed very, very clearly over thousands of individuals who share their health journey with me for many areas, but also on regrowing bone, is you need three things. You got to have an exercise program, people. And now what I speak about is is the effective exercise program. It does not, and I say this with very much kindness, if you're out walking on the track three miles a day, you're cutting grass, you're doing gardening, you're even playing tennis, sorry, it's not going to help your bones a bit. Not one single bit. It's going to help your skin. It's going to help your muscles. It's going to help your tone. You're going to probably look better. It's going to probably help your heart. But the reason bones don't improve with that is the same reason opposite of what happens when astronauts go to outer space and they have no gravity. Within a week or two of no gravity, the bones start to thin because the bones are so connected to what weight it has to bear. So the reason that we need to develop an exercise program differently than what most people do is because of this exact uh, uh, practice of anti-gravity and what it's showing. And I came up with this idea 20 years ago, and I've seen it work. Hey, if you're a gym nut, go to the gym, get a trainer who can put you on heavier weights because the only way the bones, the cells, the osteoclast, osteoblast will hold and build calcium is if it has to think that it's going to hold more weight than what you weigh. If you're a woman, you weigh 120 pounds, you got to tell those bones you weigh 140 pounds. I'm sorry. If you weigh 200 pounds, you're going to have to tell them you weigh 230. And the way to do that is with an athletic weight vest. You can do that through ordering, uh, going to the sports store. What you want is you want an evenly distributed 25 pounds that will sit on your back and front in a balanced fashion 
And you're going to wear this for 30 to 40 minutes per day, at least five days a week. You can do it watch, standing watching TV. You, you can still walk the track. You have to be a little more careful to not strain other things. Uh, as long as you're standing, it's going to build almost all of the bones except the arms. And it's easy, it's simple, and requires no skill levels at all. So subject your bones to 20 to 25 more pounds daily for five days a week. And then, even if you do nothing else different, you are going to tell those bones, hey, we got to thicken or else we're going to break. And guess what they do? Out of their wisdom, they're going to thicken. Number two, we got to, again, repeat, calcium is of little value and actually has that potential risk that I spoke about as far as the nutrients. So what are the nutrients? Well, I'll tell you, one of the major ones, and there's there's about five that you have to consider. One of the number one is vitamin K. I did a wonderful interview with Dr. Kate from Canada, and you can just Google again, The Holistic Navigator, Vitamin K, and it pops right up on your phone. And we, we, we learned significant information of the life savings effects of vitamin K. Vitamin K sometimes is um, is concerned about with people because all the Coumadin and, and Warfarin, which are the blood thinners, they always have big warnings. Don't take vitamin K with this. Well, 99.99% of the people listening are not on vitamin K. Again, check with your doctor if you're going to add all these things because I don't know who you are and, and you need to, if you're not really super skilled in it, find somebody who is. But vitamin K is going to help send the calcium to the correct places in the body. What do we mean by that? If the K is not there and it's low and you eat calcium foods, which I encourage, you may take some calcium, modest amounts in supplements, I encourage. But what if they don't go to the right place? What if they go to the kidney stones? What if they go to the plaque? We can prevent that with ingestion of vitamin K1, and I like K2. And you do that every day supplementally. If you happen to have to be put on blood thinners temporarily, you just get off of it. That's what you do. Got to have vitamin K. So that's number one. Number two is magnesium. Magnesium is probably the king mineral of the universe. And I actually did a podcast again on magnesium. The 300 systems of the body rely on the proper magnesium, not the rock hard poor quality, but the extremely high quality types that uh, are found in some places and some places not. Again, the Holistic Navigator is sponsored by NutritionW.com that does vet every single supplement before they put it into their website or market. So if you want to have trustworthy source of products, NutritionW.com is the one. So we've covered vitamin K and covered magnesium in the right amounts. Here's something that many have not heard of, strontium. Strontium is an interesting mineral. It actually kind of works like one of the drugs, the bisphosphonates, but it doesn't have the side effect of, of what we I just spoke about with the other drugs. Now, strontium is not a perfect product. You can read some negative things about it, but the negative articles about strontium were using a, uh, a non-natural form in very high doses. My personal opinion is, and I've observed it, strontium in the proper mixture will build bone mass and bone quality up to a point. There are concerns that if you're on it more than five years, we might need to take some breaks on it. Certainly, we'll keep up uh, on the literature on that to advise as time goes on. So you've got vitamin K, you've got strontium, you've got magnesium. One of the other things that we must realize with bone is 
30% of your bone is collagen. Yes, the same collagen we talk about for wrinkles and hair and nails, joints. Well, it comprises 30% at least of your bones. So when people are really um, having these bone fractures of any place, it doesn't have to be the hip, it could be uh, the wrist, it can be other bones, collagen has weakened. It has left the body. And when it does, it creates, again, more brittle bone. So we need to build that. And silica is one of the major minerals that can build bone collagen. Now, I like collagen also, but I'm more of a fan of silica or a certain brand called BioSil. And I did a wonderful interview with uh, uh, Richard Passwater on this topic of of collagen and bone mass. Again, under the, the Holistic Navigator, you just put in the word and then you put in collagen and you can listen to that. And he tells the dosing, he tells exactly how it works and what it does. It is remarkable. So here we are. We've already talked about the four main nutrients and have not even mentioned calcium. Calcium is going to need to be part of this. Now, calcium is, in my opinion, uh, cannot be the very poor quality sources of carbonates and some of the ones that are found almost everywhere. It needs to be coming from correct sources, from algae, from highly absorbable forms of it. And that is certainly available. It's not hard to find, but you got to make sure you do the right ones. And I'm not here to push any particular brand, but I am going to say that Garden of Life, I'm just going to read the front of the box because all their attorneys have checked it out. It says, Grow Bone System, Clinically Studied Bone Growth Regimen. And it's a raw whole food plant calcium plus all of the elemental strontium increase bone mineral density. That's their label reading it, not me. And that's one of the, my favorite products. It's not cheap, but I have seen it work extremely well. And in fact, six months of it, I think well, I will uh, advise people probably will stop the future loss. Another six months will potentially help you to improve a score. And that is pretty exciting stuff. It's a two-bottle system, and you have to do it as directions show. And occasionally, you have to start out with half dosing until you kind of get used to it. So covering the nutrients, uh, please, people, know that if you're doing calcium by itself, stop it immediately. It's better to do nothing and because you're messing up other parts of the body than to do calcium. And with exercise, just your foods alone are going to be helpful. But when you combine the exercise with the vest or heavy training in a gym, and then you combine the right nutrients, and then lastly will be to address the diet. Well, you know, we have a myriad of ideas of everyone thinking they know what's the best diet. Well, there's not one best diet. I know from my 42 years experience, we have to kind of personalize this. I have people who do keto that a few of them, it's I look at their blood work and it's horrible. They just do not genetically respond to a keto diet. But here's my general guidelines is we need to be eating less carbs. Doesn't mean you have to be on keto, but I eat about 60 carbs Monday through Friday and about 150 on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you certainly can have more budget than that. But eating too many carbs, why does that affect bone mass? Because one, most of the carbs will produce acidity in the body. Again, acidity is corrosive and it will start to basically melt away bone. So we want something that's a little bit higher protein diet, a, a little bit higher healthy fat, 
Olive oil I do every day with lunch and supper. I'll do avocados every day. I make sure I never eat a meal without some healthy fat. Organic butter, because it slows blood sugars. It lowers them. It, our brain is half fat. It needs it. Uh, the low-fat craze of the 70s as one of the biggest reasons we have such a declining health in this country because we spent 20 years believing that we need to eat less fat. When you eat less fat, you have to eat something to replace it, which was carbs. So I encourage people to uh, you know, lower their carb intake, increase their quality protein. And when I say that, hell, I was a, a chicken eater forever thinking, oh, chicken's healthier than everything else. It's not. We've come to find out chicken has too much omega-6, which is inflammatory and not enough omega-3. Beef actually has more omega-3 and less of the omega-6 and beef is is a higher quality protein. It does much better for our bodies. And there are less chemicals in beef than there are on those poor chickens that are kept in those little tiny cages from birth to death. It is uh, the worst environment for raising something there is. Lastly, in that category of diet, I am a staunch believer in green drinks. And there is a green drink that is my all-time favorite. I have uh, two brands, uh, Natural Factors and Green Vibrance. Most of the time I use Green Vibrance because it has probiotics in it. I don't trust a lot of green drinks because uh, I've I've visited the farms. I want to see how they grow them, how they make it. And I am very, very convinced these two are some of the best. And Garden of Life would be number three on the quality of greens. But you need to consume greens every day. Protects your kidneys. Protects your liver. But it also takes away acidity. Greens are one of the most alkaline foods on earth. And yes, you can eat them. But I want to ensure with my morning drink that if I get too busy, if I'm in the wrong place and I can't find the right foods, I've at least covered half my bases with my green drink. And, you know, I talk a lot about in my personal consultations that health and many of the options we have are somewhat like an orchestra that's playing music. And if we had an orchestra with about 300 musicians and instruments, and you realized one day that the music was very out of tune, you probably would not be able to find one musician that was the cause of the problem. You'd have to go in and really look at most of them, work with them, tune up what you need to, perhaps uh, train somebody, perhaps get rid of somebody, bring somebody else on. Well, that's health. Health is a combination of synergistic, uh, real relationship, touching one piece to every other piece to this massive, complex body that we have. We are not Ford F-150 trucks, as traditional medicine believes. You go in and you have something wrong with your heart valve. Well, they're going to go in and fix it just as your mechanic would on your car. The problem is... Something, again, caused things to happen in a negative fashion. Yeah, we're going to wear out at a certain point, but we shouldn't be wearing out at 40 and 50 and 60. And looking into the whys is one of the key reasons that I love studying nutrition. I love being a detective because there are answers out there. And the way to truly heal and not treat symptoms only is to look into the why. So as far as osteoporosis, I encourage everybody, one, don't give in to the fear of the media, the internet, the healthcare practitioner. If you have a T-score that's not good, 
talk to them if they're open-minded. If not, find somebody who is. Learn on your own. Start the program with weights. Start the program with nutrient supplementation. And then start the program with improving your diet. And that pretty much, I think, will cover the bases very well. I hope I've kept it simple enough. Again, lastly, it will take six months to one year to see results. I would suggest probably to wait one whole year from one scan to the other once you start it. And that would be um, an absolute uh, thrill for most people when they do that because they do come back and say, wow, one is I definitely stopped loss. And about half those people said I regained a significant amount of bone mass. And they're, most people tell you you can't do that. You can to people. Let me tell you, you can well, that does it for this edition of the Holistic Navigator on osteoporosis. Hang in there, people. We got better times coming always. And if you can just be brave, be bold, and be prepared on health and other topics in life, we got a great future ahead. Be always optimistic. Thank you for joining me for all of the exciting episodes that I have worked hard to put together, and we got more coming down the pike. Thank you again. This is Ed with the Holistic Navigator. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on behalf of any listener of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.